Ooh, welcome back to Dyslexia Friendly. Um, today we're going to talk about how can dyslexics learn a new language. Now, that is key because the world is based around language. Um, there are TV shows I want to watch that are in a different language. I don't like subtitles because, you know what, I'm dyslexic. I don't enjoy reading that at a fast pace because it's all back and forth, right? TV shows and movies. That's hard. That's very hard. And I want to learn a new language. What do I need to do? What are the essentials for a dyslexic to learn a new language? Um, and the keys, right? The steps that you need to take. I'll discuss, discuss the, the steps that I'm taking in a different episode, but I'm going to discuss what you need to learn, what you need to get to. Um, I'm going to say how to get there, but what you need to get to in the end in this, in this episode. Um, there are three, the four areas of language of needing to know a new language, right? I think there's really two, but there's four. There's speaking, which I put together with reading. There is understanding in your head. And then there's understanding when you're reading something. Those are the key steps to understanding a new language. Because in English, right? We've been learning English our whole lives. And... The way people grow their grammar, grow their, no, not grammar, the way people grow in their vocabulary is with reading. New words are brought in in context that you understand. And that is essential because if you don't know how to read, your, your, your vocabulary is going gonna, is gonna to shrink. You could say that there's, it's it happens um, where someone younger, right, is dyslexic, when they're a kid, their, their vocabulary is extremely, extremely high, superior to their, their peers at that age. As they get older, they're stopping to read, or the books that they're reading are a lot, are at a younger, at a younger step in life, like a different grade level, right? So their vocabulary, where their friends are at, even though they started off on a higher one because they're under, their, their brains is working in a way like, whoa, I want to take in knowledge. Um, but when that, when that reading sets in, right? When their peers start reading and they stop, they they read, their reading goes at totally different angles. Um, then you, the vocabulary changes. So the way to pick up a new language is with reading and understanding what you're reading. So being around people that speak the language is key because you'll get you'll understand how the people how people use the the use the language, how people say different phrases. Um, the way it's pronounced. Now that's key because pronunciation is the only way that determines a different language. What is the difference between the languages, right? You have to first understand that. A cup, right? A cup in one a cup is literally a thing, a a thing that holds water and you can drink out of, right? And you could call a cup a shoe. My ninth grade teacher loved doing that. You could call a table a floor, you could call your, your chair a desk. Doesn't matter what it is, we made up names and that's how we use it. I don't remember exactly how, that, how we used that in, uh, in class, but said in very much so. He said confusion, he, loved, he, he said embrace confusion. He wanted us to leave confusion, that was the line, embrace confusion. Whatever, it's all good. Um, he, uh, so so what, what does that mean? You need to understand how to pronounce and speak a language correctly. Because if you're mispronouncing it, or you're saying pop, like puck, 
that's a, that's a word, but you're calling puck because you're reading it backwards, whatever, right? As there's a myth with dyslexia, you're reading it backwards, right? Then no one's going to know what you mean. You want that. You want that thing that you could drink, the thing you drink out of. Um, and the way to learn that is be around people that are saying it. That's, it's very good because I'm, I'm an auditory listener, learner, auditory learner. Um, and that, that's great for me. So being around that is key. Next is being able to read it correctly. There, the language I'm trying to learn that I'm working on learning, right, is Aramaic. Aramaic, most of the books that are written with Aramaic do not have these things, these signs underneath them that tell you how to pronounce the word called Nikudot. And it's hard to sometimes find the mainstream books that have them. Once you find one, you got to read it because that is key. That is key. I'll explain to you what you need to do to get it better. But it's key to get something that will give you the layout of how to pronounce it. In English, we have certain signs. I've never even used them. Um, uh, there's, if you see, sometimes when the way pronounce words in English, when you look up a word on Google, it like breaks up the word right in, in different letters that make it sound. If you pronounce those letters in in the way without like the rules that we have in English, then it will um, sound out that word. Same thing here. You want to get something that will be, make you be able to do that, but but teach you without breaking it apart. Like I don't think that's a great way to learn English because you won't understand, you won't see a word. But you want to be able to you want to be able to understand and be able to read. Reading is going to be hard. Reading is going to be very very hard. Especially, I think it's even harder than most people realize is reading and understanding while you're reading. Because when you're listening to something, you're hearing correctly and you understand what that means. When you're reading something, there's plenty of times that I've been reading something in Aramaic and. I don't understand what's going on. I'm like, I don't I have no idea. And then someone comes over he's like, oh, blah, means that. And I'm like, yeah, I know blah means that, but I didn't know that was how it was pronounced. And you look like a fool sometimes because like it's a basic word everybody knows, right? And like you can't pronounce it and whatever. So it's key to do that. Understanding, I think dyslexic, dyslexics have a brain that's perfect for, um, perfect for, for picking up um, like, like learning in context which is great, at least for me. I have that. Um, but you um, connecting the understanding to reading is hard. Uh, it's very hard, especially in the context. But, but it's possible, definitely possible. I wanna end with this. Um, when I was getting an assessment to prepare for college, right? Um, the, the, I, the IEP, that they give you to whatever, like whatever, to get help you in college, the exemptions and whatever. Um, it said they gave me, um, they gave me an exemption for a foreign language. Um, I mean, I don't know how that would work in the college, but whatever, um, because they need certain credits and whatever. That's not my. I don't need to know that right now. Um, but when I get there, I need to understand how that works. But you need to under. You need a. There's clearly a thing there that people with dyslexia have a hard time picking up a new language. And if you want to, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very, very hard, and you're going to need to put in a lot, a lot of time. And I'm seeing that. I'm trying to learn this new language. The people, my teachers around me said, okay, if you want to do this, I'm going to be honest with you, because a lot of people around me, it's going, to, it's going to be twice as hard for you to do it. You're going to need to know that you're going to need to put in that effort. And I'm ready to do it, and hope you are. And next episode... Um, you will, I'll give you the tools that I'm using to learn this language. Have a great day. Stay happy, stay positive. Bye.